Moncrief on News Talk. Now, we all burp, or at least most of us do. There is a small cohort of people who, for various reasons, are unable to do so. Brittany Sangiestano was unable to burp for some years and joins us now. Afternoon, Brittany. Good afternoon. How are you? Uh, So, as I understand it, kind of your condition developed out of actually a condition that your brother had. Yeah. So, my younger brother um, had an overactive gag reflex. So, when he was little, he was throwing up constantly. We're going out to eat, that sort of thing. And because I saw him throwing up so many times, I think that I developed a real fear of vomiting and therefore developed uh, the inability to burp because no matter what, my muscle at the top of my throat was clenching up pretty much any time something had to come up. Right. Okay. And I suppose that that developed gradually over a period of years. You probably didn't even realize that you weren't burping. Exactly. It wasn't until later in life that this started to become something that I noticed, especially as I grew older and I started going out with friends, drinking, and I realized that this was something that they were able to easily do and I wasn't. Right. And so w- what effect did this have on your, uh, you know, on your, uh, did you notice it within your body? Yeah. So um, as you can imagine, if a bodily function isn't working, it is very uncomfortable. So I would get super bloated, cramped. I would feel a lot of pain. But then the one really embarrassing thing that would happen is that because the muscle at the top of my throat was kind of tightly closed, the air would still seep through and you would hear a really embarrassing croaking noise. So imagine that you're in a silent college class um, or just anywhere where it's quiet enough to hear a pin drop, you would be able to hear my throat making these croaking noises. So not only was it painful, but it was super embarrassing too. Right. Okay. And so meanwhile, all this kind of gas was building up inside you. Yep. (laughs) That must have been, well, not to be indelicate, it wasn't like finding another escape route, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it definitely would. um, But sometimes what would happen is that I would get so, so full that the air really had nowhere to go. I was bloated pretty much from, you know, top to bottom. Um, And what would happen at times is that sometimes I would feel the need to throw up. But what would all that would come out was a burp because my body didn't really have the mechanism to let that air out normally. So I would kind of throw up air as gross as that sounds. Wow. It must have been incredibly painful, though. Yeah, it was the worst. <laughs> and and when you found you're in the middle of this, were you were you then taking steps to try and avoid it in the sense of being careful about what you ate or avoiding various things that might be more painful for you? Exactly. Yeah. So I had pretty severely limited my diet. I mean, of course, anything carbonated, soda, beer, things like that, I completely avoided. But other days, you know, you can't really help it. I mean, you scarf down a salad at work, you still might want to burp after that. Just burping even once would feel better than what I would go through, which would essentially be like five to six hours of those croaking noises and the air that should have come out at the top of my digestive tract kind of working its way down. Um, so even if, you know, I was doing the best steps to try to avoid going into an episode like that, it was kind of hard to avoid. And did you try to uh, um, get medical help for this? And, and yes. at least at first, was it treated seriously? Yeah. So I went to many doctors over the years, uh, I remember the first time was when I was in eighth grade. I had recorded the croaking noises and brought it to my doctor. And over and over again, what I was essentially told was, you know, I think you're fine. Just don't drink soda. And that was pretty tough to hear because I wasn't drinking soda. I was taking the steps to try to avoid this. Um, 
And for the longest time, I really wasn't taken seriously. Uh, and I suppose they always say if you've got a medical condition, you should never Google it. But luckily, in your, in yes. your case, you did find uh, uh, some help on Reddit. Exactly. So every so often I would Google, I can't burp, kind of out of desperation. And for years and years, nothing came up until around 2019, I found a subreddit called No Burp. So this was a forum of about 14,000 people who all had the exact same issue as me. Shockingly, I discovered a name for this issue and a treatment. Um, that year, there had been a revolutionary study that had come out by a doctor out of Chicago who uh, named it retrograde cricopharyngeus dysfunction, which is a mouthful. That is. Uh, But it was validating to find that there were others like me. Yeah, and the the, the other people like you, they got to the point where they couldn't burp. Would it have been for various reasons? Yeah, um, some of these people had weren't able to burp since birth. Um, this wasn't something that had developed. Other people were like me, where they had a fear of vomiting. Um, it was kind of hard to find, you know, that one overlapping factor, but we all still had this issue of this is getting in the way of our life day to day. Yeah. So you did, you did, uh, th- this chap who did the, the research in the condition, uh, as it turned out, was the only person who could actually treat you. Yeah. So now there are way more doctors, even internationally, who are doing um, this treatment. But at the time, I had trouble finding a doctor where I lived, uh, you know, wanting and willing to do it. So I ended up flying out to Chicago and getting the treatment done, which is 100 units of Botox injected into my muscle that wasn't working. And essentially what this would do. And Brittany, is that like down the mouth kind of thing, injecting that? Yes. Yeah. I was asleep for that. Um, Yeah. I'm with you there. Right. So a little scary, but uh, what that would do would relax the muscle. And shockingly, I I burped on the plane ride home from Chicago for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, I burped. Everybody, round of applause there. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, so I suppose did it have the opposite effect then that you couldn't control your burping then? Yes. Yes. So this was the the very funny period of my life for about two weeks after I got the Botox. It's at its strongest. So this muscle just essentially becomes an open flap. Um, my manager at work had recommended that I do not take client calls for those two weeks because I would be burping while I was talking and for about 10 seconds. I could not control it at all. There was one time in particular on my way to work, I think I burped like 26 times. <laughs> it was just completely uncontrollable. Uh, and so then I, I, I assume the Botox, though, eventually wears off and, and then yes. you're going through a training period. Exactly. So the doctor had me buy a 24 pack of sparkling water. And so basically every day I would drink a sparkling water and practice burping. And so over time, the muscle gets stronger and I maintained a mind muscle cl- connection, letting my brain know, hey, it's OK when air comes up to let yourself burp. And my body kind of realized how um, satisfying it was and how relieving it was to let that air go. Yeah. And are you fine now? Are you kind of, you know, back to normal now? Oh my gosh. Yes. I burp all the time after every meal, like a normal person, no bloating, no cramping, no pain whatsoever. And none of those really awkward gurgling noises either. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Because that, the the gurgling noises, I imagine, must have created quite a racket if they you know they weren't coming out oh truly like it was loud and very awkward i would imagine so was it you yeah. has, has your dating life improved Brittany? oh for sure for sure i could tell you yeah there were one or two situations where you know you're you're with a guy and you know you lean in for a kiss and if that croaking noise comes out 
they think you're going to throw up on them. The the date doesn't end well. <laughs> yes, I'm so I'm so I'm so happy to hear that uh, things have improved for you. But uh, uh, what, an, what an unusual situation to have found yourself in, Brittany. Thanks a million for talking to us today. That was Brittany Sangastiano there. Moncrief weekdays at two p.m. on News Talk.